the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Uh, my name is Greg Britton with the Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host Don Dix as soon as he finishes eating his sandwich in his secret underground bunker. And you know, there's certain things you're not supposed to share with the listening audience, Greg, like oh. I've got bread stuck in my teeth or something like that. I, That's I just not that far. <laughs> oh well at least your lipstick isn't smeared today but but you know what given everything that we're all trying to accomplish between uh you know doing the show and our activist uh our activism in the communities you gotta fit your food in wherever you can uh, absolutely first things first important to have, a, I think it was Clint Eastwood in one of his movies said, it's important that a man have a keen sense of his priorities. <laughs> and we know what our priority, and we know what the priority is. Yes. Another, another great segue here on Unite IE Radio is our priority needs to be saving the country. Yeah. If the Democrats get in by hook or by crook, they're going to erase everything with mass amnesty censorship, packing the Supreme Court, letting even more criminals out of prison and not putting them back when they commit crimes. And California is kind of the prototype for what's going to happen in the rest of California. Ever faster. As of today, Saturday, uh, we have 17 days left before this most existential election. And we've been interviewing some of our local candidates and today we're pleased to have uh, a great activist and patriot. If you look up the word activist in the dictionary, it has a her picture is next to it. This is Robin Bidston and her uh, signature issue, illegal immigration and the terrible costs and crime and economics and, and uh, the burden on taxpayers, the burden on the schools, the burden on our health care system that is posed by illegal immigration and she's taken uh, her activism one step further in in this year she's running for assembly in the 41st district um that's kind of over to upland and some of ranchukamunga and even though the supposedly nonpartisan independent citizens redistricting committee was supposed to take gerrymandering out of it you look at this district, the squeaky little lines, a little indentation here and a bulge over here and around here and around over there. This was gerrymandered as well as anybody ever could have done to try to dilute Republican votes by um, putting them in with a large group of Democrat votes. So welcome to the show, Robin, and thanks for stepping up, both for what you've done all, all, the, all these many years, but for stepping up to, uh, to run for office. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me on your great show. And what motivates me is love for my country, love for my state. And we have a lot of fun doing our activism. And it's actually been fantastic running for the assembly seat. I have loved it. There is a lot of support in our district for a conservative such as myself. And I'm out there every day. This morning I was in Sierra Madre canvassing, and I will tell you this, I knocked on one door and the homeowner came to the door and I told her I was a Republican and she smiled and said, I love you. So Republican and conservative voters are out there and I'm happy to be on the ballot and thrilled to be the one that can represent them. You know, as you're out talking to 
the people that are in that assembly district that you're running for. What are some of the I mean, it's great to knock on a door and have somebody, uh, you know, greet you that way. Um, but kind of stepping back and looking at your overall experience of interacting with the voters in that district, how would you characterize that interaction? Uh, is was the Republican that said "I love you"? Is that is that the the exception? Uh, are people frustrated with what's going on? Are there you know folks from the left side of the aisle that are reconsidering? On the right side of the aisle, how important is the partisanship? I mean, give us a give us a briefing of what you're experiencing. Yes, well, uh, this district, uh, as Greg mentioned, it runs from the more conservative areas like Upland, San Dimas, Laverne, along the foothills west to Pasadena, where Pasadena is the giant Democrat vote in the district. But we are finding, we call them low-hanging fruit, some mm-hmm. Democrats that are really frustrated with what's going on in Sacramento, particularly with the sanctuary state law or AB5 that limits independent contracting work or mm-hmm. actually uh, terminates it for some workers. I met a woman in Claremont of all places, and she told me she's a lifelong Democrat, but because of AB5, the Sacramento bill, that takes away independent contractors' right to work, she's voting Republican. Now, that is a former Democrat switching. So we're out there trying to find those voters, uh, meeting with them, giving them our positive message of love and country and patriotism. I'm the pro-America, pro-business, and pro-law enforcement candidate. So we're out there doing our best. As I said, we were out in Sierra Madre this morning. Uh, Next week, we're going to be in Altadena. And also with a great uh, local club, the Mountain View Republican Club, we have canvassed and done many of the cities that are further east. And also, I just have to put a plug in for my great team of volunteers. Oh, my gosh. They are so wonderful. Lori, Raul, Mike, Robert. They they have really put in many hours on behalf of my campaign. So That's so awesome. My great team that just they're astounding. And we're just out there trying to make a difference. I say mm. I'm the choice for change in Sacramento and asking for for people of all stripes, Democrat, independent, and of course Republicans uh, to vote for me. We, we need to turn this state around and we can do it if we send fighters like myself to Sacramento. And I'm telling you, if you check out the candidates running in this race, we have some great, great patriots running. We just have to get them elected. One of the things that's interested me over the years is you watch the results of the Democrat Party governance of California. Surging homeless streets are filthy, rising crime, high taxes, but terrible results. Trillion dollar plus of unfunded pension liabilities, the lousy government run schools, not enough water. There's raging forest fires because they don't maintain the forest properly. They uh, they can't keep the electric lights, the power on because of both the fires and the danger of fires and because of their, you know, the, the uh, sun doesn't always shine enough and the wind doesn't always blow enough to run all these alternative, all this alternative energy. And you go on and that the, the results of Dem Party government high energy prices, the highest poverty rate in the country, by far adjusted for cost of living, housing prices. It doesn't seem to make a dent in Democrat Party voters, the the men and women who work for a living, not not the Silicon Valley types or the types that don't care about it, but the people who work for a living uh, make a dent with them or they don't make a connection between Dem party governance and the results they're getting. And all you're talking to voters out there, do you have any sense of why they're not making that connection? Well, for one thing, 
our state doesn't really cover what goes on in Sacramento. There's like a blackout. So when I get elected, I plan on when these horrific bills get introduced, holding a press conference. Republicans need to be a louder voice, our elected officials, in getting out the message as to these horrific, horrific bills like AB5. I would plan, I think the Republicans should, we're the minority party, but hold press conferences, educate the public, get the information out there. Right now, uh, there are so many people that just don't know what's going on. So mm. I think as a party and as a grassroots organization, this is the message we need to get out to the voters because everything you listed is the result of Democrat majority up and down the state. And we, we've got to break that stranglehold. And again, we have great candidates running in our state. We just have to get us elected. I've spent a lot of time let, uh, in Sacramento, and I can make a change. Great candidates like you, for instance. You bring up a yeah. very good point, because one of the things I find when I talk to people, by and large, and I've done some door knocking for a variety of different candidates, just to see what people are thinking and saying, the thing that strikes me, as you pointed out, is there's a tremendous amount of ignorance, and I use that in its technical term, lack of knowledge, of what's going on in this uh, extremely crucial year. We live inside of our own bubbles. I know I live inside mine. You know, there's a lot of people that I interact with, like you, Robin, and like Greg. Yeah. And we all know really what's going on. And when we talk, one of the first things that come out of our mouth are the top, uh, you know, a conversation about the top news stories of the day. And, you know, as far as this week goes, of course, it's been the breaking news of the of the emails and the pictures that have come off of uh, Hunter Biden's computer that he left behind at a computer store that ultimately got turned over to the New York Post because the security <laughs> the, the security agencies they tried to turn it over to didn't want it. Um, I can see why now they didn't want the hot potato. But um, the amount of lack of knowledge and understanding of what's really at stake in this election, the information that's going on, and, you know, a sense of gravity about this moment. Um, is that kind of what you're feeling on the part of some people? You know, I am. I think one issue that woke people up was the AB5. People mm. that possibly weren't paying that close of attention that were now going to be out of a job. Like the woman I spoke to in Claremont, lifelong Democrat, who mm -hmm. said she's voting Republican this ticket. Mm. She's, she said she's going to vote for me. I'm opposing wow. AB5. So when is something more simple like that? Part of the problem is much of what Sacramento does is very complicated. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, people, it's hard for people to follow. It's a lot of um, legal terms, et cetera. But it's when it's more a more simple issue, I think it's easier for the people to understand. And mm -hmm. Sacramento is so bold. I mean, can you imagine them passing AB5? And now, of course, we have the repercussions from that. But again, that's one example where I think it helped to wake uh, voters up in the state. And that's what we need to do. And that's what I said. As a, a elected official, I would mm -hmm. hold press conferences and let the public know what's going on. Mm. Let's take a That's pause great. here and hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. And we're back with Robin Vidston, and we're going to talk about how her opponent, Chris Holden, has voted to make things easier and go lighter on pedophiles and voted to sterilize children. Some other things about uh, his record after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. 
So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. Welcome back to the Unite IE Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, private citizen. And the most important political office of private citizen is a direct quote from Judge Brandeis that my co-host Greg Britton educated me on a long time ago. One of the great assets of Greg is his never-ending well of pithy and timely Quotes and jokes. You should write a book, Greg. And uh, right now we have visiting with us Robin Vidston, uh, someone that we count as a great activist who has been, uh, and her team also, it's a little hard to do this with one person, but when you've got a group like Robin has assembled who can go into an office of an elected representative or show up at a public meeting and have an impact, like Robin and her group at We the People Rising have had, uh, it's a great day. It's even greater when someone like Robin decides, you know what, uh, nobody's running against knucklehead Chris Holden, so I'm going to. So let's hear from you, Robin, a little bit about knucklehead Chris Holden, some of the things he's voted for, who huh. is he, why uh, take on this uh, daunting task of running for office. Now, Don, before Robin answers the question, stop insulting knuckleheads like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, knucklehead, you look that look that up, and Chris Holden's going to be the picture with that definition. Here is what Chris Holden does. He speaks like a moderate, so he will base his personality around the group that he's with, basically, but always votes with the left, 100% never deviates. Uh, one of his most recent, really, really horrific bills is a bill that would find law officers who were on the job and witnessed a fellow law officer, so to speak, breaking the law, that that law officer, that police officer, will be held criminally liable so it, he's treating it as we do criminals, an accomplice in a crime. Now an accomplice would be your fellow officer observing an officer committing a crime. This bill fortunately has stagnated, but that's just an example of the lawlessness that this assemblyman supports. Um, he has chastised our law officers, does not vote for public safety, very much aware or sympathetic towards the so-called plight of criminals. So my platform is I am pro-law enforcement. We have seen an uptick in burglaries in this district. It's because of legislators such as Chris Holden, who does not take crime seriously. He votes left. Uh, he was for AB5, the one that uh, restricts independent contractors. You name it. SB145, the one that allows the 10-year uh, difference between um, uh, someone sexually aggressive towards a minor Mm -hmm. can now, by a judge, be found not to be a sex crime. He was for that bill. Uh, you name it, uh, this is a, an assemblyman that doesn't have the interest of the constituents, uh, special interest money, uh, unions. He does not represent the people as I would do. Mm. 
And I, I mentioned 2218, AB 2218, which is every bit as evil as the SB 145 to uh, let uh, uh, pedophiles, if it's within 10 years, and they uh, form various sex acts we don't need to describe yeah. on the minor. Uh, they can, the judge, so the judge doesn't have to can say that they're not a sex offender and have to register uh, accordingly. But in 2218, the state is going to fund transgender drug and surgery for children that have been confused about their gender deliberately by the school government-run schools and adults. And the effect of that is to permanently sterilize the child. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that's the kind of stuff that these people are able to get away with. I, I, I'd be willing to bet if you went through the district and explained what 2218 is or 145 is to, the, to his most loyal Democrat voters, Probably ninety percent of them would go. That's horrible. Well, exactly, and that's why we need to educate the voters in our state. And as an elected official, I would make that primary holding press conferences, alerting the public, not just your constituents, uh, but the entire population of this state. We need to have a revolution of the people because this type of legislation does not uh, represent what the common California voter is seeking. And Mm -hmm. we need a sea change in Sacramento and it it can start with people like me. And as I keep telling you, we have great candidates running all up and down our state. We've got to get people like myself elected that can go to Sacramento and turn things around. If not the majority, we could least expose what's going on and stop some of this legislation. If enough people stand up, they do have to back down. Or even sometimes the courts will back us because the legislation is so extreme. Before we run out of time, Robin, tell us how, tell the, our listeners how they, they can connect with you and your campaign. Yes. Um, as I said, I've got a great team. You can go to my website and that's Robin. 20 robin for assembly 2020.com robin for assembly 2020.com you can get involved in the campaign there i list my upcoming events where we've been very active and you know we're we're in this to win it so i would invite whoever would like to get involved to go to my website and contact us that's wonderful and and I, I know that you have, you have a very, you're, you're the same crew of people you mentioned have been supporting you in your all your efforts on illegal immigration. Do you have any update on what's going on with illegal immigration, both in California or nationally? Yes, well, we've been with the, the COVID, a lot of the offices are closed and so forth. So it has limited our political interaction on immigration. But we've been involved in teleconferences in support of ICE, for example. One thing that we can say is the Border Patrol and ICE have been much more active under President Trump with his support, as well as President Trump's various executive uh, orders on immigration. We've seen an improvement. We have the border wall. So we keep fighting little by little, two steps forward, one step backwards. But we're still very much in the fight against illegal immigration. Didn't even uh, a recent attempt at marshalling a caravan northward got uh, thwarted by Guatemala. So it looks like the relationship with Guatemala and some of these other countries has solidified. And they're actually stopping the the northward progress of some of these folks, right? That's exactly right. And that's thanks to Trump interacting with those leaders. Mm-hmm. He's even been very successful with the president of Mexico cooperating on this issue of illegal immigration, partially because he threatened to pull funds, of course. But he's been very, actually very successful uh, in thwarting this recent caravan. It was turned around. It, was, it began in Honduras, thousands. And by the time it got to Guatemala, the Guatemalan government turned it around. Wow. That's and let's awesome. underscore in our last few seconds here is if Biden wins, of course, he won't actually be the president. He's just the guy that reads the teleprompter. 
is they're going to end all that. They're going to open up the borders and they're yes. going to grant a mass amnesty of 20 to 40 million illegal aliens. So whether you like Trump or not, maybe you don't like his personality, um, they're going to flood the country with with uh, illegal aliens and uh, new Democrat voters if they get in power. That's just one of the things they're going to do. We are out of time, Robin, but thank you so much for both your activism, your patriotism, but also for being on our show today. And we wish you well, and um, we'll, we'll look forward to speaking with you again in the near future. Oh, thank you, and God bless. Stay tuned, and we're going to talk to Linda Payne from the Election Integrity Project about election integrity, or lack thereof, in California. Back after this. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free. So call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to our second half of Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Uh, my name is Greg Britton, resident Chief Party Patriot, and I'm joined by my co-host, Don Dix. And the essence of representative democracy is that we have elections, maybe you win, maybe you lose, but you can be confident, but you're, okay, the other guy's side got more votes. All right, so we'll come back with a better candidate next time, maybe change our message somewhat, and try to do better next time. But when the process is corrupt and you no longer trust that it was an honest election, it was an honest count, that it was the only legal voters voted and voted one time, that more than just puts the bad guys or the wrong guys in office, that undermines the entire integrity and belief and confidence in the system of representative democracy. Like why, so why, we ha- why do we have this? if we don't have honest elections. One of the leaders in trying to uphold election integrity in California now in other states has been Linda Payne, who founded the Election Integrity Project to try to observe what's going on in California and try to uphold the laws such as they are and make improvements. And we're pleased to have Linda on the show with us again today uh, to tell us what's going on now in this new... um, uh, cheap by mail, I mean vote by vote by mail uh, system that's now been imposed on California. Welcome to the show, Linda. Hi, and thank you for having me. So is it uh, what I, I I'll just jump to the most one of your emails recently from October October five about some new regulation. I mean we know California has a distinct lack of election integrity. Things like 80 people registered to vote at a dog park and so on. But these new regulations by the Secretary of State were just astounding to me. And how blatantly in the face we're going to stuff the ballot box and there's nothing you can do about it. Tell us what's what's going on with these new regulations from the uh, Secretary of State. Well, we, we have some real concerns about them because they are supposed to be addressing the COVID emergency 
um, but the, re- the bill that was passed through the proper channels through our legislative body was AB 860, and that codified many of the requirements that the governor uh, imposed through edict. So there really was not a need for an additional uh, action taken to uh, protect everyone from the COVID virus. But what they did is they slipped, slipped that in there by uh, having conversations with several registrars and several election uh, groups, not not ours, of course. Um, but w- what they've done, two categories, I mean, it's, it's, it's long and, and deep, but I'm going to just cover two that we are most concerned about. Uh, the first is, dur- is the ballot signature. So, of course, they're pushing everyone to go vote by mail. Um, they're sending out a vote by mail ballot to everyone on the voter rolls. And we've been uh, advertising through media and press releases that California has about 458,000 names on the statewide voter rolls that should have been inactivated. Uh, they belong to people who have moved or they're deceased or their duplicates. And so so now we've got approximately 458,000 ballots floating out there uh, that have been sent to people who have either passed away or moved. So those ballots now can be <clears throat> manipulated. Someone can turn those in. And so there had to be a certain manner of, of getting those turned in. And, and this new uh, executive um, reg- regulations helps to accomplish that. So number one, they've changed the requirements for signature verification. And and the only way you have to have signature verification is if you vote by mail. The signature on your vote by mail ballot has to match your signature on your, used to be on your voter registration. Um, But a a year or so back, they passed another law that it can match any electronic signature. So... This change now says the clerk who's looking at your at the signature matching, if they see that the the signature on one leans right and the signature on the other leans left, it's no longer going to be uh, possible for that clerk to say this doesn't match. This new regulation requires that that person get two additional clerks, and those two additional clerks have to agree beyond a reasonable doubt that the signatures don't match. Now. Beyond a reasonable doubt, that that's a term that's used in criminal law, not in election law. So, But by including that, what it means is the clerk who says, hey, this doesn't match, can can be overridden by um, two other people who say it doesn't, or can go where two say it doesn't match. Just one has to say, nope, it doesn't, and they have to accept it. Mm. Wow. The other real challenge that we're seeing is this, the, another part of the law is allowing people to vote by simply uh, writing on a piece of paper or a card or um, a sample ballot, whatever they want to write, write on, and indicate who they want to vote for or what proposition they want to vote one way or the other, and just put it into a vote-by-mail ballot, which, by the way, has a barcode. And that barcode is designated for one voter. But these regulations will allow... Um, two, three, five, there's an unlimited number of pieces of paper that can be stuck in that ballot envelope. And all they have to do is sign the outside. So we're now going to see vote-by-mail ballots coming across uh, the registrar's office where instead of just a one vote-by-mail for one voter, it'll be a vote-by-mail ballot envelope with several signatures on the outside. And that's going to indicate that there are multiple ballots in the one Ballots. So all those extra signatures have no barcode. And we talked earlier about tracking. So people who want to track their vote-by-mail ballot, the way they track it is through that barcode. What about all the other people who voted, uh, cast those ballots and voted, put it in there, you can't track them. And then the next step that will take place with all those pieces of paper, they -hmm. will go to the station where they remake the ballots if there's a problem. So obviously there's a problem. They're not on official ballots. So they'll be remade onto official ballots and then counted. So what could go wrong? How many of those 458,000 illegitimate ballots will be cast by simply writing those names on a piece of paper and voting for a candidate or a proposition, you know, one way or the other. And there's no way to determine before they're counted if they belong to an illegitimate ballot that was sent out. And as no. I understand it, they have, they, they under the law they passed this year, 
they, the ballots can arrive as late as 17 days. I know the post office is slow, but I didn't know it was that slow after the after November 3rd. And uh, doesn't, they don't, the envelope doesn't have to be postmarked. Correct. That's correct. Now I want some clarification on that because um, we have somebody that's actually uh, several people that have gotten jobs within the registrar of voters. And the one thing that is not getting clearly answered is on this postage paid envelope that we have to return our ballot. You don't stamp it. It's already postage paid because, of course, I guess having to put a stamp on would probably disenfranchise a voter that couldn't afford a stamp. Okay, that said, um, this it's not customary, in my understanding, to cancel a postage-paid envelope um, because there's no reason to cancel it. It's not like you can peel off. The, the reason you cancel it is to cancel the stamp so it can't be peeled off and reused. A postage-paid envelope doesn't have that. You can't peel that off. So will a postage-paid envelope be canceled? Well, they're they're not normally canceled, and that's that's the problem. Um, the the law requires that uh, they they have to be cast on election day. Now, a little history behind that is the reason they did that originally was give extra days, is people were actually um, confusing the timeline it takes when you're paying a bill. Oftentimes, you can. Pay a bill, and they say if it's postmarked on the day it was due, then it'll be fine. We won't count it as a late payment. But people were mailing their ballots in on election day instead of going to the polls. So, of course, if it arrived there two or three days later, then it wasn't counted because it was past election day. So the first bill that was passed simply gave them an additional three days to address that. But what's happened since then is they've added another week and another few days, and now we're up to 17 days. And there is no reason to need 17 days past Election Day unless you're trying to figure out how many additional uh, ballots your candidate needs to get across the finish line. And that's how we saw 17 candidates flipped in 2018. Uh, One who was, I think she was 14 points ahead, young Kim in Orange County. She was already Mm -hmm. in, in D.C. being sworn in, and three weeks later, they found enough vote-by-mail ballots to um, have her lose the race. And that's by doing that, by adding 17 days, you can bring as many ballots in as you need. And that, and the who is the you, that's the big question. Mm-hmm. It's whoever is manipulating the system. And um, uh, that, that's where we, the more documentation we have, the more we can drill down and begin to identify who is the you. Mm. And one of the one of the other elements of the regulations that were, uh, as you know, the Secretary of State just changed California election law. I guess he figured that if Gavin the first can unilaterally change the law of California by decree, why can't he? But is they can the, the registrars can move the observers back because of, supposedly to protect everyone from coronavirus to so either in the, either in the same location where they can't be close enough to see the signatures. Or even if they want to, the registrars can put the observers online on a Zoom conference. Well, let me speak to that. We are going to challenge that because uh, we've already sued one county for using policy and procedure to supersede the law. California has very good election uh, laws that allow citizens oversight, and that's 2300, 9, and 10, and 15,000, which is 15104. We have those on our website. And we encourage every citizen to go to the website and download it and take it with them. And EIPC is challenging the unconstitutional action of simply establishing uh, an emergency policy that prevents citizens from observing. Um, We already are getting reports in from our observers where the cameras are blurred and, and they can't hear. So what we have the right to do as citizens is to stand close enough to see and hear the process and to challenge the process if it looks like the process they're using does not protect integrity. So by forcing everyone into cameras, um, it it completely prevents our ability to say the procedure you're using 
such as requiring three clerks to agree that a signature doesn't match um, is is a procedure that opens the door to corruption, and we want to challenge that procedure. So that, that and that's pretty much how that law works. And of course, but, those three clerks are think, almost. Go ahead. Sorry, um, I was going to say I, I think if citizens challenge that, if the Republican Party challenges that, if our organization challenges the use by counties and the Secretary of State to simply uh, write out policies and procedures to supersede the law, then we will most assuredly become a banana republic. And Mm -hmm. this election, with its emergency regulations, looks more like a banana republic effort of Venezuela um, than it does an American election. Let's pause here and hear a word from our sponsor for this half of Unite IE Radio, All Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back in peace. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio show for the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen, to ensure the safety and the sanctity and the uh, future of the republic. A banana republic, as Linda mentioned a moment ago, is a place where the vote is often known weeks in advance. And if you don't have a safe, secure vote, you do begin to borderline, border on a uh, banana republic. One of the things that's happening now that California has uh, allowed this process called ballot gathering. Originally, it was given the name ballot harvesting as it was being done door to door by mostly uh, Democrat operatives. Now, uh, Republicans have gotten in the game, but they've gotten in the game in a big way that's gotten a lot of attention. This week, there were ballot boxes that were placed by members of the Republican Party around, mostly inside of offices of candidates and other uh, safe, secure locations that had on it a label that was saying official ballot box. Now, uh, this has been um, walked back by the Republican Party who said, we never authorized the word official on those and so now we're we're learning that someone may have taken uh, the future uh, destiny of these ballot boxes into their own hands by modifying the plan that the California Republican Party had in the first place, uh, which I thought putting official on a ballot box was a bridge too far. But tell us a little bit about uh, what is the current state of affairs of you taking your ballot into what you feel is a trusted location, a church, a campaign office, uh, whatever that may not be a quote-unquote official Secretary of State or Registrar Voter, County Registrar Voters ballot site. What uh, what do you make of all this, Linda? Well, you know, the ballot harvesting is still a concept, and it is a law. And so we need to be careful not to let the narrative be controlled by someone who wants to cause people to forget that we have a law that makes ballot harvesting legal. I think it's a bad law because it completely removes the chain of custody of the ballot, meaning I can't make it to the polls, so I complete a vote-by-mail ballot, and I hand it to someone I live with or to a family member, so I know for sure it's going to go where it needs to go. All of that is gone, and the new law says anyone can take anyone's ballot and drop it off for them. So with that in mind and looking at the law, um, to ballot harvest, a church could put a box up in which they would allow their congregation to come and bring their ballots. Now, what I've learned from that, because there is a lot of uh, um, issue around this, the issue I understand is if you take your ballot in and simply drop it in a box, then it it looks too close to uh, a, a registrar voter's ballot box. 
mm-hmm. if you take it to whoever you're taking and hand it to the person who's now harvesting that ballot or collecting it, and they drop it into the box, then it still comports with the ballot harvesting law. Um, and, and by the way, that ballot harvesting law is so bad that our documentation and research on it um, has been submitted to the Supreme Court by Landmark Legal Foundation, our lawyers that we work with regarding uh, citizen civil rights. And mm-hmm. we just learned the Supreme Court is going to use our documentation as they hear the legality of ballot harvesting. So we, we have documented so much on the weaknesses of ballot harvesting and how it's being manipulated. Uh, and in fact, um, right now we're hearing uh, reports from two counties in which ballots that were harvested from the primary are now being attempted to be uh, counted during the November election. One county boxes of uh, ballots have been uh, being dropped off to Republican headquarters. And in another county, our observers uh, saw a ballot that was rejected because it was for the primary. But you see, when you lose the chain of custody and the protection of that ballot, then mm-hmm. it's, it's anything goes. And um, I would say whoever is helping to harvest those ballots, if they want to put them in a box to keep them safe and make sure nobody can walk away with them, um, I think if they simply hand the person the ballot and let the person put them in their boxes, and then they, I believe there's a deadline. Once they har- uh, harvest them, they have to be turned into the registrar within a certain time period so they mm-hmm. can carry that box and, and deliver them. Well, um, the best way, of course, and you, you've said this repeatedly in other, in, other, in other events, in other meetings, is that whenever possible, vote in person. Not just come in and drop off your, yeah. your vote by mail envelope, but go to a regi- an official polling place or the registrar's office itself and vote in person because that maximizes the chance that your vote is going to be counted. Otherwise, we've seen there's numerous instances around where Democrat workers in the post office are throwing away ballots from Republican areas. And so there's so many things that can go wrong with vote by mail that vote in person. And also because the workers in both the temporary ones and the, uh, the, the permanent ones are almost certainly are very highly likely going to be Democrats. And the, the, the permanent ones are of a, of a government employee union, which supports the Democrat Party. So you, you minimize that risk of having your ballot improperly. Well, you see so those same three workers that see, you know, that exclude, let anything go through. If they think it's a Democrat ballot, will be persnickety and think, well, no, that from, from a Republican area, nah, that, 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 I don't think that matches. And they all agree on that and exclude that ballot. So, so, so the answer is vote by mail. And people can, you mentioned observers. You're still, you're still looking for observers, both of the counting and the signature verification and at the polling locations. So how can people reach you, Linda, and get involved in that? Yeah, in fact, yeah, we are in the process of training um, people who now want to observe at the polling locations. If they go to our website at www.eip-ca, they'll actually land on our landing page because we're now working in four states. So click on the California icon, and right front and center, you'll see a link that says, I want to volunteer to observe. Click on that link. And people can fill out that form, and the dates that we're doing the training are right there. They can just click on it, and that'll start the process. And we encourage people to sign up early um, because we are training more people than we've ever trained before, and that's the good news. Is We think we may reach 3,000 throughout the state observing the polls, which makes me wonder about these regulations that prevent us from observing. Um, the challenge with processing 3000 is it's a lot of work and we're still an all volunteer organization um, and so it's not automated it takes hands to process each one um, and, and Greg if I can make one quick mention if everyone can remember as Greg said voting in person is the safest way to do it these new regulations have removed more than half of polling locations in the counties so that's going to discourage people but if we show up and vote in, uh, in person and, and we have to wait an hour or two or five or ten, bring a chair, we need to be able to say to them they will not herd dog us into 
a no. corral that says you only have one option. And the way we push back, citizens who push back, go to those polling locations, go with a group. I mean, sometimes people going to a concert will go overnight. The most important thing we can do is choose those who govern and throw out those who are corrupt. And the only way you can protect your ballot the best is in person. When you turn your ballot in, even if you take it to a location of someone you trust, once it's turned into the registrar's office, hands begin to handle it, as Craig said. So it goes to the sorting. And we already have a, a witness um, uh, where she noted during the sorting where they were throwing out ballots that had a particular zip code on it. And she realized that zip code was a very conservative part of her county. And when she asked one of the supervisors why they were throwing the ballots out with that zip code on it, she was actually thrown out and she was not allowed back in. So the very beginning of sorting is where it begins, the manipulation of the elections. And then, of course, there's the signature matching. Before it goes to the personal signature matching, these ballots are fed into a machine where they do mm -hmm. a primary sort. In another county, a large county, uh, there was one person who was putting the ballots in upside down. And what that meant is when the machine sliced open the top of the ballot to open it, they were slicing the ballot in half. And so no matter how many times there were uh, attempt to correct this, this person continued to put the ballots in upside down. Well, coincidentally, the next step after the signature matching is to the ballot remaking. And so every ballot that that has a mark on it or a tear or a smudge or perhaps was opened on the wrong side and it was sliced in half, they have to be remade. And the way they're remade is with two people, one person reading the, the voter's ballot the way they marked it, supposed to do it that way, and the other person with a fresh, clean ballot is supposed to mark it the way they hear it. Our observers Linda, have documented Linda, that doesn't always happen. Linda, as we tell the rules here, we are past time here. So we have to thank you for being on the show and everything you're doing to try to preserve as much election integrity as possible in California. And again, that is eip-ca.com to uh, learn more and get involved in the process. Tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite IU Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 1012658, Arizona MLO license number 0926439, branch NMLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837, equal housing opportunity. AM 590, the answer.